Corti's spirit was aroused by the archangel when he was about to die. He was very sick. He was put into a separate whare with the wife of Warehu, the leading chief on the island at, the, at that time. And the intention was from the Māori side anyway to fully destroy those people. Uh, but the fight that followed um, is largely remembered as a Māori victory, even though during the night they abandoned the battlefield. And it's also remembered for being one of the worst reverses ever suffered by an imperial force at the hands of natives in the entire history of the British Empire. But by and large, colonial governments had no interest in highlighting the fact that they had actually gone to war to deprive Māori of their land. Researchers, historians and authors Buddy Mikaire, Sewira Gardner, Hare Williams and Harawira Peerless discuss the New Zealand wars. In this series, we continue our coverage of the New Zealand land wars from a symposium hosted by Te Whare Wānanga or Awanui Arangi. Tonight, Che Wilson. One of the challenges for commemorating at home has been the tribunal hearings. And even though Matuahare acknowledges the awesome work of the tribunal, because it is awesome, but it becomes very convenient in an adversarial um, space where ho-ho, kūpapa, and you're only this and you're only that. And because so much of the written record uh, has always leaned to one side, it creates factions and it opens wounds, which will probably take another seven generations to heal. Che Wilson is the lead treaty negotiator for Iwi Ngātirangi in the Whanganui district. With an extensive background in Māori governance, he is on the board of directors of Atihau Whanganui Incorporation and chairs the language revitalisation group Te Reo o Whanganui. He is the former Po Arahi or CEO of Ngātirangi Trust. Che talked about the history of the Whanganui people his people, which he described as one of both resistance and collaboration. The term kūpapa, which you will hear a few times in Che's presentation, means ally or collaborator. Māori, who fought on the Crown side during the New Zealand land wars in the 19th century, were also called kūpapa. Anei te kōrero a Che Wilson. E あ、ここがいう、え、ティマタナキタワヤモエ。ここがのい、ここがわ。ここがティラギタクイウィキュータ。こてあてあう、てあてあうのやパパラギタクイウィキタイ。マトナイウィ、ここがのい。キャウリア
あらタクタークーパパタクターハウハウコガタエルワ I wanted to start here and not to give the waka papa but to show some of the lines Whanganui are often referred to as a kūpapa tribe and according to Monty Suta he will say that、uh, the word kūpapa originates in Whanganui and if it does, kei tupai <laughs> I'm providing a snapshot of my lines with a Whanganui focus to it though acknowledging that on dad's side、uh, his people also supported、uh, Rena Te Te Kawepo Mum's lines are really interesting Because the head of the Hoho contingent, of the Pai Marire contingent, was Martin Erangitawira. And from him to me, there's seven, seven generations. And each of his uri were then married to Kupapa lines. And、uh, I share this right at the start because Kotu, Korongo. E kimi ana i te maramatanga. Uh, it's a great honour to be here. I'm unsure how much is known about the Honganui experience,、uh, but it is an experience tragic like many others. Tragic because resistance and collaboration were used by our people to find a way forward. So, a bit of context first because、uh, I'm not sure how many people know the Honganui River. Uh, history with regard to these battles. And so, so that blue bit is the, the river. Here's the centre of the universe, or Hakune. Waiuru there, which Sir Widow knows well. Raitehi, and then down the road to Pipiriki. Or Hotahi is between Pipiriki and, and Jerusalem, or Hiruharama. And then Motor is right by Rahana itself. And so that's the river. And that's the context I'm talking about. Commemoration, it's, it's an unusual word for me. And I say that because this is a photo on a gloomy day、uh, on the Wanganui River Road, looking down to Motor, which is there, the island there. I say it's an unusual word for me because if I'm to put my Māori hat on, is that not commemoration at any hui? The difference is whether we say the names or not.、And、this is at the Hui Aranga, the annual Hui Aranga, Kapahaka Catholic Hui. It's the first cousin to the Hui Topu and the Hui Aroha.、Uh, and so there you see the aunties and mum、um, taking someone's mate on. There you see it a tangi. And you can see the coffin just slightly in some of the taonga, but even the tartan. So it's mixing of the different things, different lines of us, where we remember. And where different ope come on, then the appropriate history is revived. I think the challenge is how do we pass on that history so it's revived in both a traditional context as well as recognising it the way it's been in the last few years. Or do we do it in a more contemporary way? As we paddle down the Wanganui River every year and we always acknowledge Motua and or Hotei each time we go past it. But more than that, there are other battles we acknowledge, pre contact battles. When we, when we paddle down the river, acknowledging our different connections. Or is it when our old people are asked in the 80s to go over to Tasmania, as was referred to earlier, to go over to Tasmania to go and 
uh, retrieve the, the remains of Hohepa Te Umurua, who had been wrongfully charged and then died in Tasmania, you know, and, and never pardoned. I oh, know he was included. He was included in pardoned. Uh, but they go to retrieve the bones, and then this is them going to an opera to celebrate Hohepa Te Umurua as well. And so through, through an opera, this one here recognises the life of this man here, who was part of the Here Taunga incidents in the late 1840s in Wellington, uh, in the, the Hutt Valley, uh, and then was caught over near Kapiti, and then imprisoned in Tasmania. So there are many ways for us to commemorate, rather than just having a ceremony, on the day, which is still important. I love the fact that it was then um, portrayed in an opera. The opera Hohepa was written by composer Jenny McLeod and debuted in 2012. It tells the story of Hohepa Te Umurua, who was captured on the outskirts of Wellington and sent to a penal colony in Hobart. He was later transferred to Maria Island in Tasmania and died of tuberculosis in 1847. His grave was discovered on Maria Island in 1985 and three years later he was exhumed and returned to Roma Cemetery at Hiruharama in Wanganui. It's also important to remember uh, what happened prior to the signing of the Treaty of Waitangi. And I've called this, um, this slide Te Kaura Putaroa. Whenever Wanganui is attacked, if I go back, we're usually attacked down here, close to town, because it's easy. And so when we attack, we retreat. E Kaura Putaroa. Just like a coda, we go backwards. Back into the rua, back into the lair, for the protection, because then once you've got the cliffs, you just roll logs and rocks off. That's half the battle, but one. Uh, and so I just wanted to come here first, which is the, uh, the different raids that happened in the 1810s and 1820s. Because you'll see here in Honganui, there's a retreat. So it's exactly Dakota Putaroa. And uh, you see there, there's not much um, activity, but there was. We had Ngāpuhi come down, we had Rokawa come through as well, and there were some key uh, uh, fights. And it's my position that one of the key reasons why the lower part of the river, not all of the lower river, but a portion of the lower part of the river, key reason why they collaborated, because they lost so much. And if you look at the tribes that lost heaps in this time, those tribes that lost the most tended to become Kupapa tribes. And the biggest battle for us in the late uh, 1810s was at Kaitwakoka. And uh, this is Kaitwakoka in, uh, in the late 1890s. And um, you can see the the, the tobacco and that growing in the back there. Um, but this was our biggest battle that affected the change of things for us as a river people. And uh, it ended up being a one-on-one battle uh, between the Whanganui person, Te Hamarama, 
and Tuwhare, the tupuno of the poet. Uh, and what happened then, I believe, is the reason why we made the dif- different positions that we did. Those on the upper river tended to be more protected. Those on the lower river were more uh, exposed. And though neither was purely one or the other, I think that's some of the reason why they took the positions that they did. So here's a quick timeline. The Heretonga incident and the opera that I spoke about is here. And then moving along, there are some key things to remember other than battles which helped decide our history on the river. One of them is the Kingitanga and Pukawa. The Kōkakohui between Waiōru and Taihape. Uh, and the Kōkakohui was the key decider between Whanganui, Tūwharetua, Kahunganu and the Rangitike tribes uh, around our boundaries because people had already started to sell land off. And then things start to heighten in 1864. I'll talk about Motua soon and I'll refer to the others. And then there's also the Battle of Te Pōrere. And, and Tayara here asked whether um, women uh, fought in any of the battles. And for us as Wanganui, as the Kupapa tribes chasing Te Koti, uh, our best scouts were the women. My queer sister, uh, she led uh, the victory battle at Te Pōrere. I'll cover the others later because that's part of Rongo. So as I said, going back to Moto, going to uh, how do we remember him? How do we remember the battle? How do we remember Kemp? How do we remember Hori King Te Anaua? All these different names. Kereti Te Hiwitahi. He was the Ika. He was the Ika Matai at Moto. How do we remember all these people, all these names uh, as we go forward? So on 14th of May uh, 1864, after some discussions upstream and downstream, people gathered at Motua. And they arrived there, and they arrived at 7am, approximately, and did nothing. They did nothing, except the Pai Marire, led by my tupuna, Rangitawi, who were here, the Kupapa, led by my other tupuna, some were there and some crossed over to prepare. And Kereti Te Hiwitai, he had already got there. And he laid a mat down. And it was agreed at the time that he shoots the gun to the heavens and to the earth, that would be the sign to start the battle. And so he did that. And at 9am, things were looking bad for the Kupapa side. Uh, Kereti, he was, after he was shot up and shot down, he then got shot, was the first Ika, was the first one to die, and he had the mat, if you look back here, there's a mat, Kereti's mat, there's a mat there, and so when he got shot, he fell straight onto his mat, his people rolled him up, and then they then, they then understood the meaning of the mat, mat, why he had placed it there. So it was rolled up and then taken away. By 9am, things had got bad. And then, 
Around 15 minutes late at 9.15, Martin Rangitawira, the leader of, of the Hoho, crosses over and is shot. He's injured. Then Temoro, who dives into the river and swims over, is then renamed Temoro Rukuwai. He then goes over and he sees that Martine isn't dead. Martine hands him his mere and he talks to his relation and he says, from horizon to horizon shall always be ours. And he was talking to his cousin even though his cousin was on the other side, saying from horizon to horizon will always be ours. And when I think about that and why I use the word tragic right at the beginning is like many other examples, uh, it's a tragic experience because what I was raised with as a child, always going down from the mountain down to Ranana, because Ranana we all was where we got all our fruit, all our white flesh pe- um, peaches and all of the good plums and everything else came from the river. We take them back to the mountain. We were always told Motor was the day when the river ran red, where the river ran red with the blood of father against son, brother against sister, where we fought against ourselves. What that results in uh, is the colonial side promoting the deeds where it was convenient of the kūpapa side. And so an amazing flag is then created which celebrates the victory. A second flag for the Battle of Ohotahi is created to celebrate or commemorate what happened and there's not much talked about about that flag or about that battle because the kūpapa didn't win that battle. What does happen at home is whenever there is any big hui, these Lindaus come out to remember those deeds. But not just theirs, also from the other side. What I want to talk about now is those were the battles, but then what happened after that? So we chased Te Koti as a rebel, and then within 15 years or so, he then becomes our prophet. We follow the teachings of Parihaka, we follow the teachings of Ringatu. Huri Huenua Ranana uh, becomes the big Warerunanga which Major Kemp establishes, where he's now turned from supporting the crown, he's now challenging the crown because we've lost so much land. Up in the mountain, we then establish a house, and it's called Te Pau o Te Tikanga Te Kotirikirangi. And so in those names, in a name like that, Te Pau o Te Tikanga Te Kotirikirangi, it tells you that he's, we've then turned uh, our focus from one of collaboration to one of resistance. But more than that, using the maramatanga, the tiganga of Te Koti, to give us the hope that was required as a result of brother fighting brother, whānau fighting whānau. And I share this because it's too simple for us to, to think about and go, lower river is kūpapa, upper river, upper river is hoho, because different kāinga in between all of those had their own various um, positions. So commemorations, a hundred uh, on the on the centenary uh, of Motua, 
Um, so a hundred years after the battle, um, this cairn was um, erected and a plaque placed on it uh, at Ranana to recognise uh, the Battle of Motua. And it says at the bottom of the plaque, they fought that we may live together in peace. Today what happens uh, on the 14th of May every year, since then, um, there's a karakia. And sometimes only five people will turn up. Sometimes there might be more. Um, but because of the complex history, we as Wanganui usually don't talk about these battles. Because of the complex history, and that's why I showed my wakapapa, because I'm comfortable talking about this, because I am both. And uh, so we have an annual karaki, and it's often very small. But there are also challenges uh, that have occurred in more recent times. One of the rongoa, though, is my kuro Mark Gray, and he's holding a gift that we're giving at a Māori land court hearing in Waverley because there was a land block called Orimakatea, which is near the Waverley racecourse in Taranaki and Ngārauru. And that land was given to us for services rendered, given to Kūpapa tribes for services rendered, similar to a block in Ruatoki and other places around the country. And so what Kuromark decided to do to remember the acts but also to try and correct the wrong as he applied to the court to gift his shares back, to gift his shares back to Ngāruru, even though he is Ngāruru. My parents and others also did it. Uh, and even though we are all Ngāruru, we aren't Ngāruru to that place. We are Ngāruru to another part. And so it's one way of commemorating but also trying to navigate the complex nature of the decisions of our tūpuna. And if the block that came back to us uh, in Ruātoki went down our line, but it didn't, it went down one of our queers' lines instead, would have, the same thing would have happened. Because this tupuna of ours, he said, this is what's happening. And so that's what we did, because it made sense for us. Uh, and so when we got there, the oldest queer who was in her 90s, she stood up and her response to the whole day was, e ana, ko i te wā o te, o te pakanga, i aere mai ki te muru arakeke. Kwa waka okia mai te taura i te aroa. And that's all she said. And it was simple. And she said, you know, it's okay. What happened then you came to cut flax. But what you have brought back is a cord of love. And pretty powerful, word, pretty powerful words. And that's all she said. One of the challenges for commemorating at home has been the tribunal hearings. And even though Matuahare acknowledges the awesome work of the tribunal, because it is awesome, but it becomes very convenient in an adversarial um, space where ho-ho, kūpapa, and you're only this, and you're only that. And because so much of the written record has always leaned to one side, it creates 
factions and it opens wounds, which will probably take another seven generations to heal. All I want to say is that commemoration is, a, is an important thing. I myself have been around the world to acknowledge different places. Uh, I've been around the country to acknowledge different places. Um, but because of our situation as Whanganui, I like to say that our commemoration is done this way. And this is a cool way. Because as we paddle down and we camp on the old pass sites, we stay at the, other, the, the marae, because some parts of the river there's no road, so you can only get there by water or air. And um, so most of those places we just camp. Um, but this is the way to relive Motor, where we stop upstream of Motor, the rapid above it, at Tawiti Nui. We tell everybody, we have a kōrero, we have our karakia, and then as we go past, our women do their thing, they do their karanga, and one boat will stop to lay But what it does do is it teaches that 100, it's 100 on a bad year, probably 150, 200 on a good year, that paddle down together over 15 days, it teaches them, ah, ko te ki As well as remembering, as I'd showed earlier, um, those that have been overseas to, to repatriate remains and then also celebrate and remember, commemorate in different ways like an opera. Nō reira, uh, e miiana kia koutou, o tira kia tātou katoa. Kia ora, Che Wilson, nō Ngātirangi, te atihaunui a pāpārangi. That was recorded and broadcast thanks to Te Whare Wānanga o Awanui Ārangi.